What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio and the founder and CEO of Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a board-certified integrated holistic health energy and sound therapist with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Energy Awareness Radio is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 425,000 audio books and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer, free of charge, and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. Carol Serene Borgens is back, everyone. She is the co-author of the book, Do Unto Earth, as many of you already know. She is a longtime medium, channeler, horse whisperer, practitioner of many metaphysical disciplines, and author of numerous PAX channeled books, which includes two children's whimsical volumes, two books on the reality of COVID-19, and Do Unto Earth, It's Not Too Late, which is the basis of our monthly series. And then another book, our topic for this evening, it's a booklet, Personal Power Will End the Pandemic. And Carol continues to provide PAX-channeled private reading sessions remotely, and she can be reached at www.carol, that's C-A-R-O-L-E, Serene, S-E-R-E-N-E, Borgens, B-O-R-G-E-N-S.com. So welcome back to Energy Awareness Radio, Carol. How are you being? I know you were only here two weeks ago, and you'll be here in another two weeks, I think, for, or, yeah, I think another couple of weeks for, for our June show. <laughs> How are you being? <laughs> I am being wonderfully well. Thank you very much, and it's a pleasure to be here with you again. <laughs> and it's a pleasure to have you again. Our topic for tonight is based on a specific message from PAX, a message that became a booklet, as I mentioned, entitled Personal Power Will End the Pandemic. And that booklet is available on Amazon, by the way. You received this message last year and published the booklet in September, which was when we were still really in the throes of the pandemic. And albeit the vaccines were in development with some in clinical trial phase, they weren't available yet. Giving that timing, it's almost as if PAX is saying, forget about the vaccines, they're not going to work. You need to take your power back. So having said that, exactly what does PAX mean by personal power will end the pandemic? I know it's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, those are the kind you ask. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, PAX, his uh, guidance, his intentions, I think uh, for each of us, His intention always is to wake us up to the reality of our own purpose and control in our lives. Personal power will end the pandemic. A part of that means think for yourselves. Each of us needs to do this. Back when we wrote this, when, when we channeled this, The vaccines were very much uh, new on the horizon, not proven. Mm -hmm. Many will say that hasn't changed. Uh, That 
we were advised by PACS that we have choice. We always have choice. And, of course, the question about personal power uh, is very expansive, and we'll get into more about that. But regarding the pandemic, our daily operations and how we approached it back in September and to a certain extent today, there are choices for each of us uh, to make about how we're going to approach this. Do we do what we're told as, as a mass of people? Do we take the first vaccine that comes along? Do we question its efficacy? Do we question the vaccine's uh, history in terms of its being tested on humans? You know, there is no history. All of these vaccines came about so so quickly and were pushed to market. So that was one of the first things that people took from this statement, that personal power um, can end the pandemic. It ends it for each of us as we decide it's going to be ended. Are we going to follow the herd or do we have our own ideas? And that's where this little booklet is filled with um, options and thoughts that perhaps many people hadn't considered as being within their wheelhouse and within their power at this time. Okay, so while they were quick to market, a lot of the technology had been used previously in a lot of cancer situations. For instance, mRNA technology has been around for like 10 to 15 years where it's specific to each patient who comes in with with cancer, and so that efficacy has been proven time after time after time to work. So we've seen a drop in both cases and deaths as the world starts to open up, except for India, okay? But even their, their death rate has gone down somewhat. And I do think it's a bit early for us to open up completely. I know that I will continue to wear a mask for quite some time, and I may wear a mask whenever I go shopping for the rest of my life because nobody got the regular flu last year. It's just a good thing to do because you don't know how anybody else deals with their own hygiene. We need to see what all the travel and the normal, normal living is going to bring about, especially as we go into summer and things are opening up and people are just rushing to get to stores and bars and restaurants and, and do events and go to venues and such. But at this moment, from what the numbers show, we're headed in the right direction with the number of vaccines already administered. And while we do get, I don't want to say misinformation, but mixed up information. I mean, four weeks ago, you know, 51% of Americans were vaccinated. And then two days later, places really started to open up and it was only 38%. Now today it's 50%. Everybody has their own issues, but over or all the vaccines actually have their own issues to deal with. But overall, it seems they're working in protecting us against COVID and the current variants. So I'm wondering now that we've gotten this far into it, and one report was, well, we know it lasts for six months. It hasn't even been six months. Okay, June something will be six months. So, so I don't listen to those types of reports because it's like, it hasn't been six months, people. You know, it just hasn't been six months. So what does PAC say now about the vaccines and their effectiveness as we stand today with all the information that we now have? Or does he have anything to say? Actually, he does, yes. Uh, last week when I was channeling, I asked that question, and he was 
mm, he was noncommittal about the vaccines that are here now. And I think that's because mm-hmm. we all know what's available to us. But he was also not totally supportive of the vaccines that are here now and revealed that there are more vaccines that are currently in testing and will be made available to us and indicated that they will be, the word superior comes uh, to me, that they will be superior in their efficiency, in their lack of side effects and therefore Mm -hmm. the lack of uh, associated fear that people need to have about them. They've been longer in testing. They come from reputable uh, sources and tax indicates that they're going to be um, a lifeline uh, for us. There, this stats that you have just quoted about the numbers of people, Americans vaccinated, mm-hmm. indicate that there is fear. There's associated, mm-hmm. associated fear with getting something injected into your body that people think is the right thing to do, and yet they are reluctant because they have an inner voice telling them, maybe not, maybe this isn't the one for me. And um, I suspect that's a great part of what's to come when it's unfurled. The flag is unfurled. There are, pardon me, new vaccines that are going to be made available uh, to the American people and the world. It is a, uh, it is, I think I use the word lifeline. For many people, they will say, all right, to this one. And there is, I think, perhaps where we head towards the desired herd immunity that we've been told about. It seems the reluctance right now is not going to allow us to get there. Right. I think, too, that the, the vaccines that, we're, that we've had now, that have been administered now, they're saying it's, they're good for six months and that probably they will be, you know, you'll need a booster shot and then you may actually need to get it every year. So that means it's going to wear out. And when the new vaccines come out that are better and called superior, we can probably, those of us who have received, like I got the Moderna, um, you probably can say, okay, I'm not, I don't have to continue with Moderna. Now I can go to this superior one because it's better. I have no idea when I get my flu shot every year who the manufacturer is. It could be a different manufacturer every year. So, you know, I'm thinking that that will be the way that is. But I also wonder, and I don't know if, if Pax has touched on this part of it or not, when we've had vaccines for, you know, measles, mumps, rubella, chickenpox, um, HPV, uh, polio, smallpox, it was a one-shot deal for your life. And sometimes you do need to get another shot later on because they didn't expect people to live as long as they do. But we are living longer, and, and you might have to get, you know, a booster of one of those types of shots. Will COVID be, has Pax mentioned this at all, something that will be, because it's a virus, a yearly thing? Or is there potential here for these superior shots to actually be something that it's once and done forever? I think that is the case, although I I confess that was not stated 
fully. Mm-hmm. Um, however, what was at an earlier time uh, discussed with Pax was that we're, COVID is not going away. It's going to stay mm-hmm. with us much like the AIDS virus has stayed. It's not much talked about because there are vaccines uh, for it and people are living with it. People are living with right. the AIDS virus and they're managing it with the help of vaccines. And it was uh, said by Pax a while ago that's the way we will um, go forward with uh, the COVID-19 virus. We will have vaccines for it or against it, as the case may be. Right. Okay, and drugs, because um, HIV, there's, there's a vaccine that you can get. There's also drugs that people take on a daily basis to, to make sure that they're maintaining their health as best that they can, the optimal health that they need in order to continue to live and not have the disease take over. Um, I, I understand that. I just think it would be interesting because even though we thought we eradicated smallpox and polio from the planet, as soon as people stopped vaccinating their children, even though they were vaccinated, they opted not to vaccinate their children. We started seeing cases of smallpox and polio. It came back because there were no vaccinations, which is really a shame, you know? So those were a one shot wonder, you know, you take it once in your life and you're done for life. But if you're not going to vaccinate your children against that, there are cases all over the world now because, because it came back because no one was vaccinating. So I, I just needed to know if, or wanted to know if, if, this was something that would be like that. I don't think anybody would mind knowing how I know people who have had COVID and they would not wish it on anyone, not on anyone. And that makes me think, wow, this is a whole lot worse than anybody thought. And they weren't hospitalized. They were not hospitalized. They had the monoclonal antibodies um, fusion done to them, but they were not hospitalized. And they said, you know, I just wouldn't wish this on anyone. It's God awful. So given that, I didn't know how, severe it would be if it would be considered just a virus or a disease. So it's good to know that there may be some opening here to a superior vaccine that might just be like a smallpox or a polio vaccine where, where it could work for a much longer period of time, or like the pneumonia vaccine. It's a five-year thing. Even that would be better. You know? Yes, it would. And, you know, Pax just divulged recently that these long-haul symptoms that we hear about that Mm -hmm. uh, people who've had COVID suffer, and they are severe. Pax indicated that they are not um, the fault of the disease, but rather of the vaccine itself, Mm. which I thought was quite frightening. Yes, it is. And it's interesting because since I've had it and I've had my second shot, uh, and so has my husband, we both have been so tired, and I'm not a tired person. I mean, I get up and go. And we were just talking about this earlier today. And I said, I I wonder if it's the damn shot because I've never been this fatigued in my life. I mean, we've moved. I've moved bark mulch, chopped down trees, trimmed hedges, 900 feet of hedges in a day. And I don't get this. I recoup the next day. But the fatigue that I have is unreal. It's absolutely unreal. And he did not have the same level of side effects that I did. He slept and slept and slept, and he's still tired. I did not sleep. I could not sleep. I was up. <laughs> I was up oh. getting mad because he was sleeping. I was like, he's yes. sleeping. I hate you. <laughs> you know? And then I had diarrhea and nausea and headache pain and muscle pain and joint pain two weeks after the first shot. And then the very next day after the 
second shot. And not only that, but where they put it, I swear the guy hit a nerve because he put it in my arm. My arm was so heavy. And I read online, a lot of people were saying they couldn't lift their arm. It was so painful. And I still have tingles going down my arm. So I look at that and I think, okay, that's, that's problematic, but I'm also a healthcare worker and I kind of, I kind of have to go along and do this. This is not inspirational, is it? Um, this no, it's really not. It's really not. Um, but once you get past it, you're okay and you feel safer. Having said that, however, it doesn't give me the confidence to go out and take off my mask. I'm not going to do that because I don't know who out there hasn't had a shot. I know there are many people in my area who have not. So when I wear a mask, it's to protect them. When they're wearing a mask, it's to protect me. But I feel a sense of protection myself when I'm wearing a mask. So I will continue to do that. And if people want to bully me and make fun of me, that's fine. I don't care because I won't get sick. So I know that I will be wearing a mask for a long time, shot or no shot. And whatever anybody else decides to do, of course, it is up to them. Uh, And one of the things in the book that, that Pax did say is that We'll be in a safer and saner. Saner was the key word. I laughed when I read that. Saner place <laughs> post-COVID. We're at the beginning of post-COVID right now, according to some people. But, you know, the violence has increased dramatically. Many people are still not willing to get the vaccination. So I'm not really sure how much of a post-COVID world we're entering now. And when, when, when will that feeling of being safe and people acting more sane kick in? It's, it's certainly not happening yet if you turn on the news for even, you know, five seconds. I think it looks like it's getting worse, the behavior. (laughs) Okay, that's also not encouraging. Yeah, you know what, though? You know why you think that? I figured that out the other day because I thought that, too. It's because last year it was all COVID, 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 and protesting. But we didn't hear about all the shootings that went on. We didn't hear about all the suicides. We didn't hear about all the mental health issues that are out there. And suicide rates between ch- in children between 10 and 14 have tripled in the past year. They have tripled. They avoided that news because everything was focused on COVID. So I think oh. it was going up anyway. But now that COVID is you don't hear as much about it in the news. They're not saying how many people died in the United States each day or how many new cases there are. They reported on that every single day, and they are no longer doing that. There's over – I was in a meeting today with people, Zoom, and uh, somebody said, well, there's over 500,000 deaths. And I said, there's over 601,000 deaths. <laughs> and they were like, you're kidding. And I said, no, it's 601,000 deaths. And they were like, wow. And I said, that was last week, so you know there's more. You know, of so course. they're not even reporting on that, which is a shame. It's a real shame, you know. Well, where, where so I, I live, it's very much in the forefront still in in our news. And I believe that's because it needs to be for maintaining awareness. Mm-hmm. As soon as it stops yeah. being covered in the news and people are not reminded about it, they become careless or can become careless. Mm-hmm. Um you know, n- not not to blame uh, because people have been holding it together for well over a year now and are anxious to find their normal again or create a new normal. But the reality is without that constant reminder, um, there just isn't the adherence to health guidelines. We have a different viewpoint where I live, but it is... 
designed, I think, just to keep us all very safe and very cognizant of the fact we are not out of the woods, not 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 even close, you know, as a as a world, and we do think globally, um, not nationally. So yep. we've got a long long way to go, and Pax wants us to understand that we have the power to chart our course for ourselves and our family as to how we're going to approach this next chapter of our lives and um, ensure that wellness uh, is ours. It is the case that we are to remember that we have choices. Life is all about choices. And to remind each person, too, that in your decision-making process, each of us has a higher self, that little voice that people hear within mm-hmm. themselves when they're faced with a decision or or not, even just going through life in general and they're going about their daily business. It's that voice that says, don't go there or don't turn down that street or mm-hmm. whatever it may be for the individual. But it is really, um, it is the case that we are asked to pay attention uh, that it's a personal power that each of us has this intuition. You can call it what you will, but it's a gift, and it helps us to decide what's right for us and what's not. And it is in following um, the lead of our higher selves that we reclaim our personal power and don't necessarily follow the herd. And this is what is meant by personal power will end the pandemic. It's personal power will guide us, each of us, through our lifetime safely. And uh, it's just a matter of recognizing it and allowing it. Yeah, and I think while I, I agree that, you know, I understand we can change our actions and create a better world by by being kind or understanding, compassionate, non-judgmental, thinking of the other person, doing what's right for us, it seems to be a huge hurdle to overcome. I'm guessing it's going to take generations to function from a higher set of standards such as these. And it's almost like it's a very pie-in-the-sky high and doesn't really seem possible, at least not in my lifetime. I mean, I look at that and I think, how, how can we get so many people to quickly make that pivot. I don't know that that's possible in the near future. Am I wrong? No, I don't think it comes quickly at all. You're quite right. But Pax, excuse me, Pax talks in the uh, personal power book about growing in spirituality and for mm-hmm. people to, um, to rise to the awareness of their own strengths and their purpose in their lifetime. Um, there is, beyond this COVID situation we're in, there's peace, there's transparency, there is a new life, a better life. Um, This awareness comes to people sometimes quickly, but more often than not, it it takes a a study of, of what can be versus what is in a person's lifetime. And um, 
it's a brilliant uh, happening in a person's life when they do recognize that there's more to who they are and and what they are than they thought. Each person really has gifts and talents and the ability to make a big difference in their world and the world of others, too, if they so choose. But, you know, it's a case of slowing down and focusing inward and recognizing this. Not everybody has the ability or or the time, they say, uh, to do so, but again, it comes right back to trusting in ourselves and listening to our higher self and knowing we have the wisdom, the soul wisdom, that soul that travels with us through many lifetimes it picks up and and retains knowledge and wisdom and it's all there inside of us if we can just allow it in our in our daily lives um and that's a whole nother topic <laughs> yeah because i'm not so sure as a whole a collective whole of the world that we've learned much through this pandemic as far as balance and what really matters is concerned you know it seems to me that there was a lot of downtime and in order to turn the tables and, and make things better on the planet, we need to find that balance to, uh, as he said in the book, going back to the future, reinstate family values prior to the, to the uh, preoccupation with digital communication. So there will be a return to it to simpler ways. I don't know that, that people really did that, that because there was fear, you know, but then we, I don't want to say got accustomed to the fear, but we did. We got used to the fear and said, okay, this is a way of life now. And that was really time to sit down and say, what do I really need to do? Because I do believe we all have gifts to share and gifts that will make us as people happier, kinder toward one another. And, and I just don't believe it's prevalent among the masses simply because people don't always follow their dreams, which is what your gift is. You, you, when you have something that you can do it really is your purpose and your dream and once you're doing that you, the wisdom comes and you you can you can offer that to other people and make a difference and they can take their power back and you can bring your gifts to light those gifts are your dreams that's when you find fulfillment because you're doing what you're meant to do i, I think that that's something that i really thought would have come out of this in a more uh, in, in a bigger way, like we'd see it across everything, every every culture, every nation. We'd see people just, I don't know. I guess I was I was doing the, the pie in the sky thing, thinking, okay, we'll learn a lot from this, but I don't know that we have. Do you? Um, no, I, I quite agree with you. And the beauty of empowerment is that it can come at any time, and it's to each person to claim it. But as I was listening to your um, speaking just now, I was thinking, what stopped people from this? What what was it in their way? And then I realized it's just, I think, the daily problems of keeping family together, earning enough money um, mm-hmm. to sustain themselves. People were out of work. Businesses were closing at record rates. People just had 
too much on their mind and on their plate about personal finances and the kids were not in school and all that that entails for a family, um, perhaps of two working parents. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's just a mess. That whole thing is just a how do you keep it together. And I think that people having sleepless nights trying to answer these questions for themselves. Um, th- the suicides you mentioned in children are becoming mm-hmm. so prevalent. Um, the disruption of children not being able to be in school or any of their sports or hobby gatherings, that just simply uh, clouded the picture for people. How are they supposed to focus on their higher selves when there's a concern about paying the rent and or buying groceries because you can only do one? Uh, right. So I, I do understand it. I do. Yeah. And But I hope, I hope that we can move toward that place where people are finding their way back to a new normal. You know, I too thought that family values, this is going to be so wonderful for people who are sitting down and taking meals together. Um, parents are home, perhaps, working at home maybe, home offices. Kids are homeschooling. Everyone can have meals together instead of kids rushing in and out the door and passing parents like ships in the night, Um, but came along with a lot of anxiety. And it just was perhaps not the pleasant and peaceful family time I envisioned. I mean, I I I think I was being pie in the sky about that. Oh, this will be wonderful. Well, the reality is I think that it was frightening, um, the whole yeah. experience for people who are unaccustomed to it and the whole of the economic impact that the virus has had on families, on individuals, um, has sure. has clouded um, what I thought might be an opportunity uh, to to look more towards spirituality, to to go back to find our future in terms of simpler lifestyle. Um, sure, I think that that's reality. If you take a, out of the equation the economic upset and fear that it uh, that it came along with, unfortunately, it um, didn't work the way I thought. <laughs> No, I thought the same thing you did, but but I realized that fear is a huge factor for whatever. I don't want my kids to go play with other kids. They have to stay home. I need to I need to learn their lessons before I can turn around and teach it to them tomorrow because they're learning things differently. And I mean, math is different. Everything's different. You know, how do you learn this and then teach your kid the next day while you're trying to do Zoom calls at home? So there was an awful lot of disrupt. I just thought through the process, like over last summer, that disrupt became more of a, okay, we've got to figure out a new way to do this. Maybe I'm just being too logical and, and try to do this in a way that feels good for all of us. But that was not the case. And, and you're right. It's because of fear and overwhelm. Too, it's too overwhelming. So many businesses have closed and will not reopen. You will not see businesses reopen. It's, it's crazy. And that makes it difficult for people because now they've got to figure something else. So, now, 
What changes does PAC say we can expect to see as we come out of this fully? Will there be a positive reshaping of our future? Yes, I I would like to think so, and PAX does refer to this. It's a reinventing um, of a person's lifestyle. It's also uh, gratifying for me to to believe that there will be a pivot back towards family values. When some sort of normalcy is returned, I think... Uh, people will almost congratulate themselves uh, within their family units for having survived it and be grateful. I think that love and support and trust in family and family values will be enhanced. Um, I think there will be a shift in perspective as to what is really of value uh, in a person's life and perhaps some of the um, material possessions while still Mm. um, valued will just you know fall down a few notches and people will be looking more i think towards the family but also intending to reclaim their, um, I want to say personal power, which also means their ability to make a difference in the lives around them. And this is a way of empowering oneself. It's to envision and decide what a person can contribute. Now, I say this because I think a lot of people are not going back to their offices um, Mm -hmm. and that work life as it then was is not going to be again and people uh, in many instances are having to reinvent themselves and so this entails going within to find one's own um, gifts and talents perhaps one's own power people will be building their businesses uh, by way of developing their own creativity uh, in many cases that in itself is empowering, but it it looks towards what can I do to help others? What can I do to contribute to this world around me? It's almost like a thank you, like we survived this. Mm-hmm. We should give back in some way, and, and how do we do that? And so much is broken around people, whether it's in, in their friendship group or or has been in their work environment. And Pax has a wonderful expression. He says that um, the smallest repair to a part strengthens the whole. And mm-hmm. that is so very true. And that applies to people's family units as well as their friendships and their work environments and to repair and bring people back to where they feel they can best contribute uh, going forward, not not based on what was, but what they see going forward for themselves and what they can contribute to their world um, has us looking differently at each other and at our 
our own selves as we look within ourselves. And again, that brings us back to empowerment. Mm. And I think that's true. I think a lot of people do tend to give back after they've gone through or experienced something that's not so great. And in this case, it's the, the entire world has experienced something that's not great at all. So there may be more people giving back. We've started to see that on grassroots levels rather than being on these huge corporation levels and everything. That, that just have, have, hasn't happened yet. But I want to change gears for a little bit there. I do know that Pax was talking about climate change, and I do believe a lot of changes have already taken place regarding climate change, even though there are many who are in denial of the decimation of our planet Earth. I see changes occurring on so many different levels from, I don't know, recycling, plant-based meats, air, water, and soil pollution. You know, PAC stated that we each need to take responsibility and be the change. And I agree with that. Be a part of the solution. That's one of our slogans at Soji Huggles. Be a part of the solution. And it seems there are many new solutions being discussed and put into motion through organizations and corporations right now, and they've been coming up for, for the past, I don't know, I'd say six to, to ten months. Does PAC-CS moving more quickly in that direction? He does at the level you're referring to. He does not at the corporate and political level. Yeah, and that, okay. <laughs> is the, that is the problem. Um, yeah. But yes, there there's a a groundswell of people with ideas and intention uh, to to do their part about the climate situation. And as many as they are, they continue to multiply because they are um, people with ideas plus intention. And they are coming forward now to claim their power, stand in their own light, be the light, and make a difference. I think that what Pax is telling us is that this is, in fact, the way. Uh, this is a bottom-up movement, not top-down, because we're still in a situation where there's corporate and political greed, and that is not going to stop by anything we have to say, it's going to be as a result of what these people you're describing um, will have to do. The movement is swelling. The movement is growing. And more and more we have young people stepping up with not only the ideas but the energy uh, to put into movement, to put into effect um, what we can do to make change. I just heard, I uh, read something that you probably did too about McDonald's going completely plant-based yes. by, what was it, a, a, a couple of years from now, I think? Yeah, like 2024, I think, something like that. I don't know how well that's going to go over because if you read the reports about plant-based meats, they are not healthy. They're, they're oh. not plant-based like everybody thinks. There's so much stuff in it. It's like you really got to be careful what plant-based meats you're eating. It's, first of all, it's not meat. There's so much other things in it that preservatives and, and things that are, may not be good for you. You need to watch what it is that's in there. 
And I found that extremely interesting. So, you know, slap a label on something, call it plant-based, and people are going to jump on that bandwagon. But you got to be careful of what other fillers are in there. It's not just like you're eating a veggie burger made of, you know, um, quinoa and, and, and something else put together a little, you know, uh, with vegetables and chia seeds and grilling it. That's not what it is. It's, it's got so many preservatives and things in it. I read an entire article about that. I found it so interesting. And it was because I saw a commercial for plant-based meats. And I thought, you know, I wonder what that's all about. I'd like to see what that is. Maybe I'll try it. And when I read the article, I said, okay, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. It's kind of like the stuff that they talked about quite a few years ago with baking bread, when you buy bread off the shelf. There are the same ingredients in it that are in a yoga mat. And I thought, I do not want to eat my yoga mat. <laughs> just, you know, oh, no. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to eat that. So I bake my own bread. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I, I just made a loaf today. We had, we had it with dinner earlier. And, uh, you know, well, we didn't eat the whole loaf. But, you know what I mean? So you, you bake your own bread. You know what's going in it. I grow my own vegetables. I know what I'm eating. And I have to trust that when I see organic soil on the label, that it really is organic soil. But when you see plant-based, just be ever so careful of what it is. Read those ingredients and know them. And if you don't recognize the ingredients, write it down, take it home, and just don't buy that this week. Go back and get it the next time. So plant-based is a really good branding for somebody to make a whole bunch of money, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's healthy. You got to weigh it all and see, you know, what issues do you have? Are there allergens in it? What's going on with this? And and when I looked at it, I said, yeah, I'm not buying that. <laughs> well, this is distressing. Um, yeah, I hadn't read is, the article. It? <laughs> it's distressing. I hadn't read the article. Um, I think that is so misleading, but deliberately yeah. misleading it's all about branding yep. you're quite right and yep. uh you know pa- pax talks quite at length in uh, some of the books about the importance of what you're doing growing your own vegetables not everyone can do that but there right. are co-op gardens and there are you know organic grocers that are truly organic so you know, the onus is yep. on each of us to pay attention to what we're putting in our bodies because as consumers, we vote with our purchasing dollars. If nobody buys what that store has to offer, that store is not going to uh, continue to buy it from a supplier. So we all need to be aware of what's best for not only ourselves but for the planet, these things that... right are grown with the use of pesticides and also genetically modified are simply to be avoided at all costs. And we all have to be vocal about these things. Mother Earth is suffering, and each of us has an ability in some manner uh, to help to alleviate that, whether it be just not purchasing certain things that have been created in such a way that they damage Mother Earth or the use of fossil fuels where there are alternatives. We each have a choice. Life is about choice. Right. And Mother Earth is not just suffering. She is ticked off to the ultimate end. I mean, look at all of the volcanoes, the tornadoes, the tsunamis, the severe thunderstorms. 
all of this stuff that's been happening in areas where it didn't happen before. You didn't see tornadoes in certain parts of the United States, and yet you see it everywhere. The wildfires in Australia two years ago, horrible, horrifying. Animals died. Tons of animals died. It's, you know, she's mad. She allows us very graciously to live off of her, and we treat her like the dirt on the bottom of our shoes. And, and that's her, you know, and that's not right. That's just really, really really horrible. So we do have to consider all of that. But I think, uh, yeah, I think I trust no one. I've learned don't trust anything that you see or read. Go figure it out and do the research yourself. Go to reliable sources. Don't just believe whatever's on the internet. Wikipedia is not the end all. You know, we don't know who's writing that. I could be writing that. I'm not. But I mean, you know, anybody can write anything they want on Wikipedia, you know. So you have to be very, very careful what you're reading and, and learn those ingredients. Learn what is in the products or what you want to do. Learn it. Learn it from somebody who's experienced it, done it, and you think they do it well. You know, really, really for every aspect, every single thing that comes down the pike, you need to do that because you could be losing out on on money, on time, on flavors, on on your health because of what you're eating or what you're doing. There's just so much to it. Um, now, Pax did plainly state in the book, I think you said it twice, that there remain 8 to 12 Earth years before the fail-safe point is reached, beyond which reversal of damage is unlikely, if not impossible. That reality is quite harsh. <laughs> we need to recognize the urgency because there really is no better situation in which to say time is of the essence than the situation this planet and we are in right now. Who other than Pax and the people that read this book really realizes this? And I think you answered this before because it's not really the leaders of corporations or the heads of government. They're still doing the political and, and you know, uh, the politicians and the corporations are still doing the greed factor. So there's really not anyone in power truly to help us as individuals alone do our part and really turn things around. I, I find that a bit scary. You know, who can you really trust other than yourself? Oh, I have an answer for that. And I now echo what, what Pax has to say about that. The, our First Nations people, our indigenous peoples around the globe, and watch for the rising now of the power of our First Nations people, the tribes, in their movements towards earth repair, in their movements towards stopping of things like uh, clear-cutting the forests and uh, open pit, uh, sorry, open fish farms on the migratory routes of wild salmon, for example. These things that politicians have allowed to happen for, for purposes of, of greed um, that are killing our, our planet. Our First Nations peoples are who we look towards. And Pax has talked about this many times throughout the books. They mm -hmm. got it right. He says they got it right the first time in terms of being stewards of the land, of protecting the resources, he says, you people have failed. And this is true. There's no disputing that. So I look towards our First Nations people who are rising up in education and uh, their language that they are bringing back, uh, their spoken language, and coming to the aid of 
Mother Earth. They are the ones who are formidable in their passion for protecting the resources of this planet, Earth, uh, whether it be soil, the waters, air, they understand it. They have never taken too much from it. They took only what they needed, and they they gave thanks for what they did take uh, for food. We have a lot to learn. So much I, I fear, you know, will we, can we, and in what period of time. But I think that when there is an opportunity to look to our First Nations people for leadership in ecology, we ought to take it because they're the only ones that have gotten it right. Since the settlers came, since the white man has taken over the stewardship of the land, which is foreign, we d- we're not stewards of it. We rape, pillage, and plunder. Yep. Uh, it's been, you know, we're circling the drain. Eight to 12 years and this is a wake-up call, but quite frankly, I think it's being ignored because of its um, frightening nature. Uh, we're mm. not going to fall over the edge uh, in 8 to 12 years. We are, however, going to be looking more to colonizing another planet because we've absolutely ruined this one. How far back? So we'll go wreck another one. Yeah, absolutely. There's already <laughs> space junk um, yeah, that's that's creating near misses for us. How far back do we have to go to consider the biblical writings, where it was stated that the fire, flood, pestilence, Armageddon? You know, where are we now? What were you just describing? Fires and floods right. and uh, yeah. all of all of the pestilence that earthquake and tsunamis it's it's before us it's right in front of us put it all together and that's what it spells end of times yep yeah exactly it really is and it is quite scary and to think that eight to 12 years i mean eight years from now is 2029 it's not even 2030 12 years from now is 2032 or 2031 so Oh, wait, that's not right. <laughs> 2033. It's, it's so, math. You know, whatever. I'm trying to do the math. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not that well, far away. Where we are, each of us now, is standing in our own power. Will we claim it? Will we choose to make a difference in this life and further in this world on planet Earth? We each have an ability no matter how small we think it is to make a difference in our own life, that of our family, that of our village, our city, our state, all the way up globally. We each, ideas are our power. If you have an intention, if you have an idea that you believe can make a difference, speak Act. Stand in your own power. This is a responsibility for each of us if we choose to accept it. And if we don't, well, I think shame on us. If we have something Mm -hmm. to contribute, I, I believe we've been gifted from the universe with our 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 talents, our 
thinking, our clarity, perhaps where others are not seeing a solution and we do, just don't ignore it. Each of us has an opportunity. We can consider it a responsibility or an opportunity. I think they're equal. Uh, We need to do what we can, contribute where we can, or else just tell our children we chose not to and uh, walk away. Yeah, and then they will have a shorter life, which is not fair. You didn't bring them in there in here for that, but you know that's that's kind of what what we're saying. We're going to walk away and ignore it, and maybe it'll go away, and it won't. But Pax does have some things that are encouraging to say. It's not going to sound too much <laughs> too much like that, but he does say that while this is the best of times and the worst of times, only time will return wellness to the souls of our people, and. And he does say this is to be. So that is very encouraging. However, what he omits is that we need to take action and we can't just sit back and say, well, Pax said it would all be okay, you know, in time. So do nothing and then wonder why things are not changing. He tells us that we are curious about off-planet visitors who want to help us but can't because we aren't accepting them. We, we would not be peaceful in greeting them. And we know this because historically we haven't been. We've seen this before. We know it. And because of that lack of acceptance, our cross to bear, and we must educate our people. He stated that. It's our cross to bear, and we have to educate our people. Failing that, there's global failing. Now, this is scary stuff. And and while he does say those things, he also offers that our youth has the vision and the energy. So even though... We all can and really must participate at every level. Does that mean our youth will become the leaders, hopefully, that will move us toward greater awareness, inclusion of all, and and resolution to saving ourselves and our planet Earth? Yes, absolutely, and they are so doing as we speak. They, we see them. We wonder about them. We look at them. I do, and think, how does she know all that? Where did this yeah. child, where did this child come from, with this incredible wisdom? Uh, I know the answer. You know, they they mm-hmm. come from. They're coming in with soul memories. They're old souls. They're spiritual beings having a human experience. They have chosen to come here to help educate us in what we need to to do to save our planet. It is the goal, save planet Mother Earth. And they come here with this these wisdoms, and they're like all little four-year-old Mozarts that come into this lifetime with gifts and talents beyond what uh, we can imagine. Our job is to pay attention. Our job is to listen to what they have to say, facilitate them being able to say these things, and assist in their messages being heard, because we're not doing such a great job on our own. So when we recognize that these children, these young um, young adults now also, have got this great passion combined with wisdom to help us heal our world, we need to jump on board. And we should give thanks 
that they're here in a leadership role because clearly we're not. But we can right. be the followers and the supporters. And Pax talks about being the peaceful warrior and that yeah. we each can do this. And to be the peaceful warrior is to recognize what each of us can do to reclaim our our power, reclaim the wellness, for example, of planet Earth, and be the light, help to make the changes, always in peace going forward, but with the passion that makes us a warrior for the project. Uh, so thank the universe um, for these young people that are here to lead and show us the way because uh, they'll be our saviors. And we need to thank them for taking on that responsibility. It's a big job, and they are coming in very brave and courageous, saying we will help you with that and we can do it. And so we really do need to thank them. What a beautiful way to end the show. We are at the top of the hour, Carol. Uh, is there any? Do you have any other final words? For each person to understand that they have the power individually with whatever it is in their personal lives right now that uh, is so troublesome, I ask each individual to go within themselves, to feel what's in their heart, know that they have a higher self, an inner voice that they can speak to uh, to get some guidance. Each of us has that. Look for it. Thank you. That's true. That, that is really a great message to end on. Thank you so much for joining us again this evening for this particular pamphlet or booklet. Sorry. It is, it is wonderful. Personal Power Will End the Pandemic. You just read through it. It's, it's like 22 pages long. It really doesn't take that long to read, but there, it's jam-packed with powerful and good information that some is scary, but then there's a resolve. And when you read it, you will see or hear the resolve. You will feel it. You will know, oh, everything that I do makes a difference. There's a ripple effect, and I can make a difference. So thank you so much, Carol, for joining us yet again. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me. As always, I enjoyed. Oh, good. Before we go, I would like to encourage everyone to go to PaxWisdom.com to learn more about Pax and his messages. There is so much there that you can learn from the books that are available through the site, and you'll find links to both authors' websites. Remember, Carol offers personal readings as well, so look into that. The readings are directly channeled from PAX, so you're getting information from source, which is always very cool. I thank you so much, Carol, again, because it's just, it's just so wonderful, and I know that we're going to see you again on June, I think it's the, I don't know, 16th or something, maybe it's the 9th, I forget. <laughs> Early it's June. It's in June, we're going to see, yeah, we're going to see you in a couple, the second Wednesday in June, we'll leave it at that, that's really good, I don't have the date in front of me, sorry. <laughs> okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word, we know you enjoy what you hear on Energy is Weird Radio, so please share it with your friends, we live in a most challenging and constantly changing world and that's why I have the guests that I do to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life we need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live a life we're meant to live productively helpfully and purposely and this is where you find the tools to do just that so please send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world
world a better place for everyone. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all our listeners for tuning in this evening. Remember, PAC's discussions are part of a year-long series. We'll be back next month. Oh, it's Wednesday, June 9th, with part six in the series with Carol and PAX. For more information about me and my work or to schedule a remote energy session, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. Also, check out Soji Huggles, where every dollar of every donation directly supports kids in need. And, you know, we are very excited because we're working on a new initiative. So please be sure to go to Soji Huggles and read about that new initiative. It's Mental Health with Children. So we're helping children who have mental health issues and are the rate at the hospital there used to be one or two a day now it's 17 to 18 per day it has gone up significantly in the past year and three months so do look look at that and see what it is you can do there's a pledge you can sign and everybody who signs the pledge the gentleman who wrote the pledge will send us a dollar that's all it takes. It's no money on your part. It's just signing up for the pledge, and he's not going to bother you. You can unsubscribe or whatever you know, afterward, but he will send a dollar to us to help those children. At Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. So thank you for taking time to visit our website, SojiHuggles.org. Please also follow us on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. And while you're in your social media accounts, please be sure to like us on Facebook, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. I am your host, T. Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care. And stay well. I feel a hand for 
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.